Adam Curry, John C. Devorak. Making the world a better place through the magic of hooker economics. It's Sunday, April 5th, 2009. This is No Agenda. Operating covertly from the Crackpot Command Center in the southwest quadrant of London in Gitmo Nation East. I'm Adam Curry. And from Silicon Valley North, the home of the chip, I'm John C. Dvorak. It's Crackpot and Buzzkill in the morning. <laughs> yes, it's April 5th. It's a very special day. Not only is it time for No Agenda number 86, but I want you all to take a moment out of your day because we have to say something very important to my partner in crime here on the program, J.C. Dvorak. He is the original buzzkill, and today it is his birthday. It's your birthday too. <laughs> I love. <laughs> so I love. Says. <laughs> I love Skype, man. And I'm presuming that Skype is right because it told me that it's your birthday today. Yeah, Plaxo, I think, or whatever that other thing is. There's a number of services. I don't know how they get this, but of course, if you if you follow it closely, uh, you will realize that I'm 102. <laughs> That's yeah. what it says on Skype. So they it does, no, no, you're 107, actually, I think is what it says. Oh, is it 107? Yeah, because... Well, you know, the thing is, I was talking to somebody about this the other day that, uh, you know, a lot of people, and I, I started doing it myself, is that when you're given the... Op when when these, these services are asking for your age, you find the oldest... You put the right day in. Yeah. But then you find the oldest thing that's on the menu. <laughs> you know, like, is it 1900, 1901 for your birth date? And so you just ro roll down to the bottom and you just click on that, whatever it is. Right. And I and I picked up on this, noticing that on uh, on early on on Live Journal and on uh, uh, then MySpace and I su su suspect on Facebook, all the kids have been doing this because you run into you know you see some obviously teenage. Oh yeah, of course. No, of course you you want to be over eighteen or twenty one. Yeah, yeah, but they all make themselves one hundred and three. Yeah. So. <laughs> So meanwhile, and I pointed this out to somebody the other day, or maybe it was Moody or somebody in the office. I said, you know, they, they these people keep doing these statistical analysis of the average age of the users on these social networks, and they always come up with yeah. something like 40. <laughs> They're 40 years old because everyone's using 102, 103. Right, and nobody's paying any attention to the fact that these numbers are so bogus. Oh, I don't understand so how all right. these older people are using these services. Oh, They're not. that's funny. Oh, man. Well, of course, everyone knows that um, you are... Are, uh, what are you today, uh, John? Uh, you're. Uh, so let's see. Let me make the calculation. According to the New York Times, because that, of course, is the the newspaper of record, and since they published your birth date, it is uh, it is now set in stone. Obviously. Absolutely. Um. Let's see. I always have to figure this out because I don't pay much attention to my own age. I would be uh, born in 52, according to the New York Times. <laughs> Listen, I got, I got the song for you, man. <laughs> yeah, what do you... Send a bottle of wine. <laughs> so, uh, what, what is the New York Times? I'd be 57. Yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh. When I'm 64... All right. Yeah, well, I'm not 64, thank God. So, uh, anyway, enough of that. What's in the news? Well, I just wanted to stay on that for a moment, because in my life in the news, uh, my wife uh, turned 60 on Tuesday. 
Mm-hmm. And of course, my wife looks well. I obviously, she looks like she's twenty-seven. Well, um, I actually tell her thirty-five because that seems like a really good number, and it's in, and it's actually could be possible that I mean it. She really looks thirty-eight, um, but she doesn't look sixty. That's for sure. But and and she knows it, and she feels good. And she, you know, she, what did she say the other night? She said, "It's fantastic. I have a, a great husband. I've got a wonderful daughter, and I have a career." But she is so angry about this this number. Well, what is the uh, what? I, I appreciate that. So, what is her um, secret, though, to look staying youthful? Uh, it's looking. what. She, oh, it's what she eats. What does she eat? Well, first of all, you know she she cooks almost every single night, so she cooks herself. Doesn't we don't you know get takeaways and pre processed stuff? No, absolutely not. Oh, she loves the meat, John. Trust me. And. Um, at 60. She Where's the rim meat. shot? Yeah. <laughs> I can give myself a little in the morning, uh, little in the morning there. Um, and it's what she eats, obviously. So, And she eats a lot of um, salmon, stuff like that. Mm. And uh, she exercises. And, of course, we all know that it's obviously it's me. There's no there's no qualms about it. You, uh, it's possible. Well, I'm sure it's it, possible it that having a person uh, as a partner that's so much younger. Yeah, it's, of course it contributes. No doubt. Keeps you. Keeps you uh, on your toes, but she's really pissed off about this. Uh, just yeah, I think that what, what it's like. Is she gonna uh, have a big party? Oh no, I'm I'm forbidden. I was for no parties, no nothing. Big she does, surprise she, party. I can't. Oh my god. Oh, that would be. She would divorce me. She would absolutely <laughs> divorce me on the spot. And I'm like yeah, you know, and she doesn't. She really. She doesn't want. She doesn't want to see the number sixty. So Christina and uh, and Dexter are making a, three cakes with twenty on it. You know stuff like that. That's how far this goes, right? I said do cakes with thirty five. That would be funny. Make sure that they put 20 <laughs> candles on each one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, oh, no, no, no. Not a good idea. The house is on fire. Smoke <laughs> alarms are going off. What's happening there in southwest London? The fire brigade is, has pulled out. Um, so, I, of course, I, I did what, I, you know, there's one thing that always cures a 60-year-old's blues, and that's uh, obviously a brand-new Gucci bag. You know, that's the kind of stuff that always helps. So, um I was going to go pick one up for her. Can you turn the turn it down a little more? What the sound? Oh, the sound. You know, yeah. it, for some reason, it's it's Am actually quite low. But oh. of course, I'd expect you to complain no matter what. <laughs> All right, of course. It's I, down to I, I had a you know because I had I, I was going to go pick uh, picked up this bag at the uh, the Gucci store in Amsterdam, and I had some business anyway. I had an awesome. I had like a guy weekend. Which included... Oh, you went to Amsterdam. I noticed that in your email. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, Friday afternoon, I uh, took off, and it was perfect because it was beautiful in the Netherlands, and it was um, mist, fog, uh, to down like 700 feet in the UK, so no one was flying, and I love it when no one's up there. It's just me and the controllers, you know, because they got nothing to do, and they're like, hey, look at this idiot's flying. Uh, and then they start to give you vectors, and they're really helpful, and they're chatty, and it's fun. And uh, they let you cross all over the place at high altitudes where normally you couldn't do that. And then, uh, so I had a couple meetings, and then Friday evening, um, I, ba- I basically wound up hanging out with uh, six-foot-tall blonde women. It was fucking amazing. Were wow. you in Iceland? <laughs> no, <laughs> in Amsterdam. It was like, I know one. Oh, I, I knew most of them, but one of them is my my banker. And we, I'd promised her this, uh, we should, we would have like two years. We're going to, ah, we'll go out to dinner. And she finally finished her roof terrace. Oh, John, I'm so sorry that I'm not going to be there when you're there for Queen's Day. She's got a roof terrace that is unfrickin' believable right in the heart of Amsterdam. 
Wow. And then we went to dinner, and then she started calling her friends. You know, it's like actresses, models. <laughs> I'm like, holy shit, this is awesome. I just sucked it up and enjoyed every single moment of it. And then uh, scored a Gucci bag and went home the next day. Well, sounds like a sounds like a plan. Yeah, how's how's your life been? Boring by comparison. <laughs> I'm cleaning my office. Oi, oi, oi. Yeah, yeah. Yesterday, yeah. I, no, I didn't go to Amsterdam. I was vacuuming. <laughs> the um, the show is really, really catching uh, catching on. And there's a number of telltale signs that we're onto something. And the, and the best thing happened kind of midweek. From time to time, it, it had acted up, but now it's really full-blown. We have on the uh, noagendadrop.com site, we have one or multiple trolls who are just going crazy 24 hours a day uh, posting stuff. At the drop, and I I love it. Good or is it just well, troll yeah, well, no, no, this is the whole point because the the drop site it's not re- it's not a forum. You know, when people come into forums and they start flaming and all that, you know, that's when it all melts down. And it happens every single time, everywhere. The minute a topic is interesting, people come in, flame wars erupt. It's just human nature, or it's the nature of the web, whatever. But this is just a site where you drop shit. You know, yeah, it's presented like a blog. You can actually view it in different manners, which is kind of handy. Uh, but it's just links or, or embedded videos or MP3 files, and they all come in uh, high in, in hierarchical order. <laughs> I can't pronounce it. Hierarch- chronological order. Chronological order, even there better. You Thank it's- you. It's easier to say. Uh, so, so, you know, and I was actually thinking to myself a while back, it's like, you know, this, it is kind of boring because all these links are basically death, destruction, and uh, the world is being taken over. That's our audience. Yeah, and I like we need something entertaining, you know. We need and and so there's either it's one troll or a couple of them. They are posting the most hilarious stuff. It's really funny. So you know, and because it's a drop site, you can find what you're looking for anyway. You just scroll to it or use a different view. But you can because it now updates dynamically. You can just sit there and just watch all these amazing things come in. And they do a lot of work, a lot of photoshopping, and I love it. It's good. That is a big deal. Yeah, it, it's it's a telltale sign. I, I'm telling you. Now, a lot of the stuff, you know, the one thing that once you get to a certain level of popularity, there's a self propagation mechanism on the internet that doesn't really exist anywhere else. Correct. Self propagation. I guess that we'd call that viral. Uh, I like my word better. Okay. The self propagation. The self propagation mechanism. That's kind of like auto fellatio. You know that reminds you know that's a funny thing you should say. <laughs> you know apparently now that I that mentioned auto fellatio, yes, there's videos <laughs> of that. Oh yeah, actually, where I missed the joke, there I says, yeah, I know, I've got to stop doing that. <laughs> that would have been it. <laughs> I got to cut back on that. <laughs> this came up at dinner last night, and my daughter, I don't know, all of a sudden she said, oh, uh, auto fellatio, and, and my wife goes, what? <laughs> And then she said, and I said, have you ever seen that video? She says, yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you ever seen the auto cunnilingus? I'm like, oh, God. No, I haven't <laughs> oh, seen no. that one. And it kind of deteriorated from there. Yeah, it sounds like <laughs> The it. conversation it went remi- downhill. It does remind me, I, I was thinking about this the other day because I'm putting together another interlude. And I, there was a B-52 song called, um, what was it, somebody, Love Shack. 
Oh, the time, yeah, of course, B fifty twos. Yeah, did, awesome. yeah. Every time I I hear that song, uh, it, it you know how music sometimes gives you a, a moment of where you remember something that you, where you heard that song. It's called the soundtrack of your life. Yes, of course. Well, yeah. So uh, I'm at a place called. This is a while ago, by the way. I'm at a during the era when that song existed. I'm at a place called Dirty Dan's, which is a uh, strip bar in San Diego. And so they, this real cute girl comes out, and uh, they played this song, and she, her act was that she would kind of writhe around on her stomach and then start to arch mm. her back and touch her back of her head to her ass. Oh, yeah, baby. <laughs> you look at this and you go, while they're playing this song, by the way. The Love just, Shack Tin Roof Rusted. You go, my God. Well, this girl's limber. See, that's what, so uh, for those of you who haven't heard it yet, the Dvorak interlude on the No Agenda stream, noagendastream.com, is uh, about a two-hour, just awesome songs that you, you, you know them all, you haven't heard them for ages, they never play it on the radio, certainly not the versions John's playing, and, and John's introducing them, which is fantastic. What, what would be even better, because you do a little bit of it, but I miss that type of, of, uh, uh, of information that goes with it. So, you know, if, if, if you got some of those soundtrack of your life songs, you got to talk about it too. Yeah, I'll try to throw in a few more anecdotes. I was, I've actually got the thing down to a formula. I could, which I could reveal. But oh, please don't. Least, no, no, that's the magic, dude. There'll be t- at least two, uh, of these little, uh, asides of very interesting information that, uh, uh, people can enjoy, yeah. but I'm not gonna, you know, at least I'm not gonna background every song I play. It would I'd be no, no, really no, no. dull. When does the next one drop, Johnny O? Um, either tomorrow or Tuesday. Cool, 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 cool. It's already done. I got the playlist and everything ready. I just have to, there's just a couple of. I just have to piece it together. It's actually painful to piece it together, but uh, it takes about an hour and a half. Well, you should try programming the whole stream. Talk about painful. Oh, I can't imagine. The stream, by the way, and I went to, and people should mi- listen to it once in a while, is unbelievably fantastic. Thank you, John. Wait, I didn't quite hear you. I think we just cut out for a second. What did you say? Yeah, I, I, something's wrong with the connection. So, uh-huh. No, the fact that it works is amazing. <laughs> it does. And uh, the request, uh, it's, I'm calling them a twap, TWAPS Twitter app. So my my request TWAP is uh, is working. And of course, there's a million things I have on the list. Now I understand these these engineers, these developers, because now I'm like, oh yeah, I gotta do, I gotta rewrite the M, the ID three tags, and I, I really should put the request file together and and meld it together with the uh, with the song that's requested. And then I'm like, oh, you know, and and you should get a, a direct message from the No Agenda stream uh, that it's been um, that it found it and it's going to play it. You know, so about a million things, and I, and I, I guess I got to release it at some point, just make it work. The, the thing I'm most afraid of is scalability because it's all running on my Mac. I think we need. Oh to, yeah, uh, you're going to have to get that thing <laughs> off the Mac. And what happens when I travel to San Francisco? You know, the, the request and the news will be down for ten hours until I get my. It's, the stream will run, but uh, no, it'll no be work. working fine until you leave. Uh, <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. That's when it breaks. I mean, my the, my sysop for the divorce. Uh, uncensored blog, Dvorak.org slash blog. Mm. Uh, it's just hilarious because the thing works fine. And then he goes on, you know, Mark will take a, a drive down the San Jose and then the site goes down. Of course. It's Murphy's Law. Of course it it's goes almost, down. It's almost as though they, these, uh, maybe we do have artificial intelligence. Well, there's with a sense of humor. Well, 
There's certainly a lot of serendipity because this whole thing is programmed. It, there's a lot of random elements in it, and sometimes just the combinations or the and it's probably in, in on individual basis. But you know, a song will be playing. I'm like, holy crap, that's exactly the right song for this minute. Yeah. yeah. I was listening to it the other day. I was it was a very enjoyable uh, group of songs. There's a couple I wanted to get, which so I could play them. But, do you remember? Uh, do you remember which one? No, I was like I wasn't. You know, I no, I don't remember. I, I just listen again. It'll come up again. All right. Uh, before I forget, I'd like to do the show on Wednesday because we're leaving for a vacation for a, a quick week on Thursday. I'll be able mm. to do the show Sunday. Yeah, Wednesday I'm leaving on a flight to Washington, taking the rest of the week off. Um, Crap. Like, I'll be on a plane at 8 in the morning. All right, well, let's figure this out. We'll figure it out later. We can always do it yeah, later. I, well, we can do it Wednesday night. Well, we could do it Thursday. I mean, it could do Thursday. Ugh, who cares? When are you leaving? Thursday. We arrive at our destination around 3 in the afternoon. On Thursday? Yeah. Yeah, but, you know, I, but it's like vacation. So if I unpack, if I immediately start unpacking the mic and the gear, you know, do you think some people will be annoyed with me? <laughs> we'll hey, figure it out. We'll what? It quit out. show business. <laughs> yeah, She's right. a show business person. She knows better. Oh please. Uh, so the uh, the alternative media, but also the. Certainly the, the English media really picked up on uh, Gordon Brown's closing of the G20 summit, which we have to talk about because some decisions were made and some conclusions, or as well as conclusions, and hopefully the United States knows something about that, he said questioningly towards his co colleague. What? Well, uh, but the, what they decided at the G20. You know, there was what a conclusion they decide? to you it. You tell me. I don't know. Well, first, shall we listen to uh, a little bit of Gordon Brown closing down the G20? Because that's what all the newspapers uh, jumped on. Front page, every single one of them, as well as uh, the uh, alternative the media. The largest countries of the world have agreed a global plan for recovery and reform. This involves the biggest interest rate cuts in history, the biggest fiscal stimulus we have ever seen, the biggest increase in resources in the history of our international institutions, with 250 billions, more money than ever before for trade finance as well. For the first time, we have a common approach around the world to cleaning up banks' balance sheets and restoring lending. We are engaging in a deep process of reform and restructuring of our international financial system for now and for the future. And we have maintained our commitment to help the world's poorest and we have put more money aside for that. He, he said poorest, not poorest, just an FYI. And also for a green recovery. These are not I like that, I like that one. The, the green recovery? Yeah, that's right. A, that's a, they slipped that one in. All right, wait for it. Here it comes. This is collective action, people working together at their best. I think a new world order is emerging. There you go. Ba -da -ba -da -ba. I just got to hear it again. The new world should, order is emerging. The new world you should order take that, is, yeah, take that little clip and then put a big echo behind it, so it sounds like it's on Mexican radio, and uh, use it. <laughs> Hold on a second. Let's see if we can do that. I think the new world order is emerging, and with <laughs> that was pretty good. So the new world order is emerging, and there was a little more to that actually that he said that kind of fit with it. 
I think a new world order is emerging, and with it the foundations of a new and progressive era of international cooperation. Yeah. So the plan, uh, which of course has been uh, in- endorsed by uh, President Obama and everyone else who was a part of it, really what, what was going on is uh, Barroso, because there was the, the whole thing that was on that was televised and that was live. That was all the theater, while the real work was actually taking place behind the scenes. And as predicted, and actually, I have the they have the PDF here. Uh, Declaration on delivering resources through the international financial institutions. This is the document that these uh, that the group of twenty came up with. We, the leaders of the group of twenty are committed to ensuring that capital continues to flow to emerging market and developing countries to protect their economies and support world growth. Blah, 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 blah. We have agreed to make available an additional $850 billion of resources through the IMF and the multilateral development banks to support growth in emerging market and developing countries. And there are acronyms in this document, John. I've never heard of them. Listen to a couple of these. So it's 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 more it's several it's in reality it's really several trillion dollars that are being created in these uh, special drawing rights and everyone's pitching in and China of course is loving it because that's going to be the new reserve currency but then we have the multilateral development banks which is part of it was a, I guess that's you have parts of that called the Asian Development Bank the Inter American Development Bank the African Development Bank the European Bank for Restructuring and Development what what are these banks what, what is that about it sounds like they're creating a, a series of middlemen that can control something else the new I, the new IF banks there's no where they what, what's in the, where, where is their assets of their banks I think it's just the you know the bankers, not not the ones that are that get bonuses, but the the true elite, <clears throat> and that's their banks, just like the central banks. I guess it's. It, I think you're right. It's all. It's like a shell game. It's a central central bank. Uh, the new IFC <clears throat> global trade liquidity pool. I mean, come on. <laughs> global trade league. Well, that's the, probably that solves that problem that you were talking about earlier with the letters of credit. Yeah, except it runs through those guys. Well, you know, they get a piece of the action. Yeah, Everybody, okay. you know, if you can set yourself up where you're, in a, you're just taking a penny here and a penny there from, you know, trillions of dollars in transactions, you do pretty well. Some of this language, of course you do. You do fantastically well. Some of this language sounds like it's uh, it's almost like uh, a retail bank for countries. We welcome the IMF's new flexible credit line. <laughs> That's like a credit card or something, like an ATM for countries, for eligible countries. I mean, there's just all this stuff in there, the I, IBRD, the IDA, the DSF. They've got it all figured out. I don't know why we're not doing that. Doing what? You and I, we should be bank. We should have been bankers. <laughs> no, it's, I, I, I am so at the realization that we really truly live in a, in a world of multiple layers of games, fractals, if you will. We're not in any of them. <laughs> We're not players in any one of these games. There's, um, oh, what's this guy's name? Bill, um, hold on, let me look it up. Bill Moyers, uh, the Bill Moyers Journal had oh, had Bill Black on. Well, th- yes, oh, God, I, I agree with you. Do you know who Bill Black is? No. He's the reporter who went after the savings and loan, and, and, and because of his articles, uh, the Keating 
five came about and they went after which oh, you know, came. the one that Nancy Pelosi was with the, you know yeah okay yeah the way everyone got out of it basically so he wrote a, he's written a new book and it's called the best way to rob a bank is to own one which of course uh, caught my eye when I, when I saw the title it's a good title it's an excellent title and so he explains and I, I, I wouldn't mind playing a little piece of that because it's a rehearsed script you can hear you can almost hear bill moyers deliver his lines he's so bad at it like oh really you mean there's really fraud going on <laughs> <laughs> yeah that sounds like him i mean the guys yeah, play that he's I, total, he's totally like program main target are the wall street barons who are heirs of an earlier generation whose scandalous ripoffs of wealth back in the 1930s earned them comparison to al capone and the mob and the nickname Banksters. Bill Black, welcome to the journal. Thank you. I was taken with your candor at the conference here in New York to hear you say that this crisis we're going through, this economic and financial meltdown, is driven by fraud. <laughs> I was taken aback. Why, I never believed such a thing. Fraud? <laughs> what, a, what a fake. Fraud's I mean, going on here? <laughs> well, listen, uh, listen, 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 listen. What's your definition of fraud? Fraud is deceit. And the essence of fraud is I create trust in you, and then I betray that trust and get you to give me something of value. And as a result, there's no more effective acid against trust than fraud, especially fraud by top elites. And that's what we have. In your book, you make it clear that calculated dishonesty by people in charge is at the heart of most large corporate failures and scandals, including, of course, the SNL. But is that true? Is that what you're saying here? That it was How much of the, it's hard to take that guy. Yeah, I, I just wanted to, I want you to hear his answer because his answer is correct. And, and it's like a, a one paragraph answer. And that's yeah, that, when, I, when I, when I actually I saw it because video, when I saw this and the link in the show notes, of course, um, that's when I realized that it's it's just such a small little piece of the of the t of the entire game that oh yeah we're not in. It was in the boardrooms and the CEO offices where this fraud began. Absolutely. How did they do it? What do you mean? Well, the way that you do it is to make really bad loans because they pay better. Then you grow extremely rapidly. In other words, your Ponzi-like scheme. And the third thing you do is we call it leverage. That just means borrowing a lot of money. And the combination creates a situation where you have guaranteed record profits in the early years. That makes you rich through the bonuses that its modern executive compensation has produced. It also makes it inevitable that there's going to be a disaster down the road. So That was pretty good. Yeah, I'm not buying it. What do you mean you're not buying it? <laughs> you're saying I mean, there was no fraud? No, what I'm not buying is the fact that he suspects it or says, and of course Moyers eats this up because he's essentially a, a socialist that you know with a very limited view of things, and he should be write, writing for the Guardian uh, because he is, he's 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 making the assertion that these guys are in the boardroom, you know, wringing their hands, going, "Yeah, and here's what we're going to do next, and this is going to happen, and we're going to do this and that." When these these board meetings, you know, if you, you've been in them. There, there's not a lot. There's not a lot of scheming going on the way they make it sound. It sounds like these guys, you know, close the doors. Okay, everybody, make sure there's no bugs in the room. Um, it's just these guys kind of fell into this mess. First, I'm going to plead the fifth on on what you just said. But 
it's more like uh, um, it's cultural. It gets to a point where everybody's doing it. It's like for those. It, no, it, I'm not going to argue that, but yeah. that's different. Cultural, these cultural uh, initiatives, you know, or the, or the style. Yeah, everybody. In fact, that's why I think these these idiots keep giving themselves bonuses because they're so they're so separated from the, re, the reality. From reality. Of the exactly. Yeah. That they, you know, what I don't know what what. You know, I, well, I, 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 why is anybody upset that that I'm giving myself this huge bonus? They don't. They're completely divorced from the rest of society because you know they've they've been in an insular environment. You know, in their limos and hookers. Yeah. In the morning. Because you know, there's but, hookers in the morning somewhere. <laughs> but you know, the way they make it sound is always just some sort of you know you know yeah, Doctor Evil. Yeah, Doctor Evil. You know, I mean, it's just not the way it is. Right. Not that these guys are the greatest guy, you know, great people or fun to be around. Some of them are. So I guess what I would say, yeah, absolutely, because they got good hookers. But it's um, that's what I mean by it's just a subset of the bigger game that's being played above them. I'm sure there's someone above them, but it really, it, everyone's it's a fractal. Ooh, hold on a second. I have a jingle for that. It's a fractal. Oh God! <laughs> it sounds like something coming out of the ooze. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we got a great audience, man. They send us awesome stuff. Self, it's uh, what is it? Self-propagating, uh, whatever. I forgot what my term was. It was a good one. You might have to listen to the show. <laughs> I listened to the show the other day. I don't think it's equalized very well. What do you mean? I, th I sound like, I, for one thing, I, I sound like I'm... Uh, I'm talking slower than I am. Well, well that's just the Skype connection. I, there's not much I can do about it. But you're not talking slow. You come come through as slow as usual. <laughs> huh? Uh, sound like emo. Yeah, but you know, it sounds good, man. I, I can. You want me to? You don't like the actual EQ? Yeah, I'm thinking the EQ is it could be a little. Uh, okay, I'll give you a little more low end there. Probably can, would help. Then you got your reverbs. Yeah. Now, when I'm on the other mic yeah, at the other house, forty, I don't think you need to do anything. But yeah. good, I'm also on phones there too. I don't wear them here. Right. You know, it's not like you do anything to improve the quality of the show. <laughs> it can all be done by twirling knobs. <laughs> yes, it's it's very easy. We have uh, the Blackwater replacement uh, is now known. Oh, who is it? Because I understand the Blackwater guys are going back back to Iraq. They are going back to Iraq, but Blackwater, of course, changed its name to Z. Oh, right, Z. Z, and they uh, and they lost their contract, but they've got a new one. Uh, no, it's a go oh, go figure. A Chicago company <laughs> <laughs> called oh. Triple Canopy, and uh, beginning May seventh, Triple Canopy Canopy will officially take over Z's mega contract with the U.S. State Department. Now, I haven't done... Triple Canopy sounds like a, like a, a, a catering company. Yeah, well, that's... Doesn't it sound like a catering company? Oh, <laughs> Triple me. Canopy. We've got the oh. best chefs in town. Let me look at their website. It's a triple... Go figure. Oh, my God. Triplecanopy.com. This is great. Solutions. <laughs> solutions. Need to take over the world? We've got a solution for you. <laughs> Security services. Uh, they're also hired for some, apparently, some security services in the U.S. Crisis management. Hmm. Homeland defense. Rock and roll, baby. I have a picture of contain. Oh, 
This is a very interesting sight. At Triple Canopy, our key strengths of security, analysis, protection, operations, and training are focused on the critical task of homeland defense. We're dedicated to keeping nations safe from terrorist attacks by assessing vulnerabilities, providing fixed site security, protecting key personnel and training organizations to prepare for and prevent threats. Brother, sounds like those typical kind of consultants. They need, yeah, well, that's what exactly what they're called, consultants. You know, the guys who were in Georgia when they attacked Russia? (laughs) (laughs) Right, those guys. (laughs) The consultants. Hey, they're seeking top performers who appreciate appreciate the opportunities that come with being part of a growing international security solutions solutions leader. Well, you know, maybe it should be a job for me. Okay, emergency medicine, operations coordination, program management, administration, logistics, human resources. We could go in there. Can you imagine being the <laughs> HR person in a place like that? <laughs> no, hardly. A bunch of guys coming in there, you know, sharpening their knives. Hardly. Are you going to hire me or not? And I think this whole ACTA thing is, it's starting to kind of gel. I think I understand what's happening. So um, I think it was last, maybe it was last, a week ago, or at least the last show, um, Senator Rockefeller, he played that clip where he said, they ne- we never should have created, you know, Al Gore never should have created the internet. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so he has now introduced a bill. Uh, yeah, to turn off the internet. Yes, exactly. The Cybersecurity Act of 2009. Have you blogged it? Have you have you looked at this thing yet? I don't know that we blogged it or not, but I have looked at it, and I was just it's an eye roller. Yeah, the, um, here's one. It grants the Secretary of Commerce. Now remember, who is the who's the Secretary of Commerce now? I don't know. They keep changing yeah. it. <laughs> they they keep rejecting him. Uh, access to all relevant data concerning critical networks without regard to any provision of law, regulation, rule, or policy restricting such access. Yeah. Let's just write a bill that says, by the way, this bill is unconstitutional. We thought we'd mention it. It's unbelievable. And hopefully the Supreme Court will get a hold of one of these things and just tell them to screw them. Who's, uh, he has a Democrat, right? But he also has Olympia Snow, Republican from Maine. Who, uh, yeah, the she's co- an obvious idiot. <laughs> they need another name, huh? We must protect our critical infrastructure at all By costs. By the way, vote her out of office, ladies and gentlemen. Anyone there in Maine, go out of your way, get rid of her. I'll have to look into her now. Is she milfy? I doubt it. Oh, you don't know her? <clears throat> no, I've never seen a picture of her. I can look yeah. it up. You just only know probably- the policy. Rick the street. <clears throat> hey, but that's, bad that's, that's pretty outrageous. We have to start targeting uh, the individual legislators yeah. and get them voted out. Okay, so let, let's. This is a good idea. Why don't we find? Why don't we find uh, some uh, vote that's coming up or some election? There's always something going on, right? At lower at lower level. Oh yeah, and there's lots of stuff, weird crap. Yeah, so let's find one that we can put the sick the audience on and see if we can get someone voted out. Okay, I'm game. Yeah, it's fun. Okay, so we'll take uh, suggestions. It's fun. It's, it's, it's fun. fun. <laughs> it's in the morning. It's fun to get someone vote. If we if we made it fun, imagine if kids enjoyed it. Hey, come on, man, let's come on down to the schoolyard. We're all going to get together to vote someone out of office. It's fun. Well, they did that in California when they actually had a recall against this guy Gray Davis, and that's how Schwarzenegger got in. That was fun. Right, that's the guy that killed Chandra Levy. 
Wasn't it? Who? What? Isn't that the guy who killed no, Chandra Levy? No, Levy's? no. You keep saying it. everybody I bring up in California politics, <laughs> killed you claim Chandra killed Chandra Levy. <laughs> okay, who killed her then? It was turned out to be some psycho that was stalking her or something. I think they figured it out. Hey, I got a letter from Andrew uh, Natupski. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. I was listening to the latest excellent as usual, no agenda. I didn't have to read that, but I did. I immensely enjoyed the part where you were describing the Berkeley area shopping experience, which leads me to the following. I work as a store accountant while putting myself through college, or I, it says I work, but probably meant I worked, at a local supermarket, Harris Teeter, where I occasionally go and help bag, etc. This is in North Carolina, not exact, exactly the hippie capital of the nation, although I would question that comment uh-huh. but we have a fair amount of liberals who latch onto the current trends lately the store has been pushing their reusable polypropylene bags which i which has struck a chord with everyone's echo guilt <laughs> well, i have it, had a cake it's necessary for the green recovery otherwise you can't you need echo guilt I echo guilt. I have. I like the word. I have had occasions where I am bagging someone's order. This, by the way, is in response to my bitching about the woman who demanded they put stuff in her bag, right. in her cloth bag. Yeah. I've had occasions where I'm bagging someone's order and the reusable bag is full while they still have some raw meat left. Obviously, this person wouldn't want their raw meat mixed in with their vegetables, etc. So I go to put it in a plastic bag and mention it to the customer I'm doing so. I have had people literally lunge toward me with... <laughs> Hands out, yelling, no, not another bag. No, and then proceeding to place the raw meat with all the other groceries in the overpacked bag. I can only imagine how smashed everything is being in the one bag, vegetables, cans, cleaners, etc. Also, the people fail to take into account the crappiness of the bag. It's only 99 cents and is actually an extremely high profit item for the store, 60% margin. So the bag degrades after three and four visits and turns into an absolute piece of crap beyond that. <laughs> I imagine that the customer will then buy some more reusable bags, thus negating everything they have been trying to accomplished by not using disposable bags because the reusable ones are so much thicker and contain so much more material. Not to mention that some people would not use a bag because it is a waste of a gram of plastic. They're paying. They're the same people buying 20 containers of yogurt that are made from enough hard plastic to bag their entire carts worth of groceries from one yogurt container. Anyway, it just what a great rant. That's a good one. It was a good rant. Excellent. Well, I got a I got a short little note from David Johnson. He said, uh, "Adam and John, I thought the story was interesting because when my Canadian wife tried to enter the U.S. a few years ago, and this is in relation to um, the uh, the guy who had uh, forty seven hundred dollars in cash, and uh, the TSA was questioning him like he was a uh, like a piece of dirt. Uh, she was denied entry for her lack of cash. Yes, she didn't have enough." <laughs> Wait, what? How much money do we have to have well, to get? We're going to find out. We're going to find out. The agent profiled single women traveling alone without large amounts of cash because they could be mail order bride material from Canada. Yeah, <laughs> that's. <laughs> hey, man, for, stop. Okay, be very careful because I, I don't want David to get the wrong idea. He, he I bet you he has a very hot wife. Okay. I'm sure. Well, there's some good-looking women in Canada. There's no doubt about it because they walk a lot. But that's not. <laughs> By the way, the women they in walk Canada. A lot. No, hey, 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 hey! This is the the John C. Dvorak School of Modeling. <laughs> Here we go. Do you walk a lot, so, baby? 
So there's a well, they walk a lot in Toronto. So anyway, so I'm, I've noticed. Have this you measured this? What statistical evidence do you have of women walking a lot in Toronto? <laughs> and why do you study the these things? So let's go over the the, the simple fact of, the, of what's happened over the last, I'd say, fifteen to twenty years. Now, I've noticed that women in Canada tend to have a, a the, or. 15 or 20 years ago, they walked a lot and they had a, a usually a fairly good looking figure and a, and a, and a small, compact, uh, shapely derriere. Now, hold on, hold on, last, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm just building a visual. Okay, we're ready. So now, over the last few years, I've noticed that the same women that, well, you know, they're obviously the next batch. Uh, not to use that term derogatorily. Um, it's a flock of geese and a batch of broads. And so the next batch comes out, and they seem to have bigger butts and a lot of cellulite in, mm. in, that is actually visible through the pants, which is not a good thing. <laughs> it's not a good look either. Now, it's not a good look. Now, I'm thinking the only thing that's changed in Canada is the fact that the Canadians in particular, unlike the Americans, the Canadians have made canola oil their primary source of oil. I mean, they use ah, it all the time, and I have think a theory. it's affecting their bodies. Very interesting. Ah, very if they interesting. went back to olive oil, this would be, you know, or, or just you know, even corn oil, but safflower are some of the better, healthier oils. I think that this would go away. Wow. I mean, it's the only thing that's, the only thing that's changed is the oil. Well, you know that in, in Britain... Uh, there's a severe obesity. They call it an epidemic, like you can catch it, but it's a obesity epidemic. And it, and I'm convinced, and and it is backed up by studies. That started when Kentucky Fried Chicken, McDonald's, as they call it here, and Burger King all entered into the market. It was all this fast food, and the Brits just took to it like crazy. I mean, no one's except on Sundays they have their Sunday roast, but every other day of the week that they're, they're just eating takeaways and just total crap. Right, when they used to eat fish and chips. Exactly. Which is not the healthiest thing in the world, but it's nothing it's in nothing, terms of comparing. Nothing compared right. to a hamburger from McDonald's. Because you get actual fish yeah, and the, and the potatoes food are good. Involved. You know? yeah. yeah. So it's... Um, and most of the fish and chip shops are closing. Yeah, they they, they can't uh, afford to survive anymore because you, you go into, uh, what is it, um, Iceland's. Iceland is the... Have you ever been to an Iceland's? No. Okay, so it's a supermarket chain, and it is about the lowest of the low. It doesn't come any lower, and it's it's like Costco prices, except it's all it's all crap for everything. So you buy like a twelve pieces of fish and chip frozen shit, which of course doesn't contain any actual fish and or chips, and <laughs> uh, and it's like a pound, you know, and uh, <laughs> I'm not kidding, it's a pound. For 12 pieces of no actual ingredient stuff. And and people, there's no education, except Jamie Oliver. And, of course, he's the only guy who's right. And he, st and he, and he said, stop feeding your children. They had, they had mothers who were so angry at Jamie Oliver making real food for kids. They were, they were handing hamburgers through the gates of the schoolyard. Yeah, that was the news about a year ago. Yeah, I mean, and and they laugh at him, and they call him a dick now, and now he's the he's the he's a he's a punchline. And I, it's it's sad. It's just so sad, people. Yeah, I don't get it either. I'm not. I'm actually befuddled by the. Uh, I mean, it's, 
It's education, it's, John. It's pure education. People the, just the education don't know. system, right? They just right. don't know, and and so I can only blame the education system, I guess. Well, that's what we do all the time here. Yeah, we'd never ever fix it. With all that stimulus money is all going straight no, into so. education, into buildings and broadband, not into the actual curriculum or teachers. Yeah, we're probably the most educational thing on the air right now. A very good chance. You kind of you, you you went a little too fast for me because I wanted to say on the heels of uh, of the shutdown, the Internet Act. Uh, I'm sure you heard about um, the FBI raiding a data center. No. Oh, really? It's um, Core IP Networks LLC. The CEO posted a note. Uh, Dear customers, today at 6 a.m., the FBI conducted an unwarranted early morning raid of our 2323 Bryan Street data centers on the 7th and 24th floors. I uh, received a phone call 6.05 a.m. from our knock. The entire network staff, network was powered off. Um, I received a call 15 minutes later from FBI agent Alan Lynn. Mr. Lynn would not tell me why he raided our data center or what he was looking for. He also accused me of hiding inside my house in Ovilla, Texas. I was actually in Phoenix. The FBI seized all equipment belonging to our customers. Many customers went to the data center to try and retrieve their equipment but were threatened with arrest. Neither I nor Core IP are involved in any illegal activities of any kind. The only data I have... Received thus far is that the FBI is investigating a company that has purchased services from Core IP in the past. The company does not even co-locate with us anymore. Currently, nearly 50 businesses are completely without access to their email and data. Without a warrant, John. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, it sounds like a lawsuit. So I think that this ACTA Act, the... um, or act a law, this international law that we're not allowed to hear about because, according to our transparent government, it uh, it threatens homeland security. This is all a part of it. It's it, you're going to see more and more of this shit of computers being taken, raids, data. So, ladies and gentlemen, make sure you keep your machines backed up. Yes, please do, and keep the backup off premises, and make a couple backups. While you're yeah, at it. probably a couple is not a bad idea. I mean, generally you should do that anyway. That way you can kind of rotate through them and always have. So you should never really be more lose. Well, I mean, it depends if you're a company. You don't want to lose more than a few hours of data. But as an individual, you don't really want to use lose more than a week. Let's say. So every week you should uh, back everything up. I, that's what I love about my Mac, the time machine thing. God, it's so wonderful. It just works. You don't. Have, you, yeah, but it's in the it's in the office. No, it's not. What happens if they? What if you have? What if they come in and they just take everything? No, no. I I back up to. Well, yeah, true. I back up to the local drive, but I do back up other places. Where all, all the time? Well, if I told you where, then they're going to go and raid that as well. I, I'm not going to tell you. Is it off site? Yes, it's it's in the cloud. Oh, well, the cloud they can get to too. Yeah, of course. So anyway, yeah, uh, make a get. Well, you know the thing is, you can go to Costco and you can buy a, a terabyte hard drive for a hundred bucks, and you can and it's usually USB. You can plug it into your machine and just make, take the whole all your other stuff and just make a copy. Just make a whole copy of the C drive and whatever other drives you got. It's probably not going to be a terabyte, and then go take it to your mom's house or your somebody you know pal or um, safe deposit box or whatever, and just put the thing in there. That's some uh, excellent advice. Excellent advice. I don't have a jingle for that. No. We could use, actually, it would be a cool jingle. 
Excellent advice. In the morning. You got a list? You had some stuff last week. I remember we talked after the show. and we. Yeah, you know, I wrote things. it onto this uh, this notepad of stuff that we forgot to t- discuss. Mark to Mark. Uh, no, that's from Horowitz. Hey, that was a, it was a pretty good show with uh, with Andrew. Yeah, he was a happy camper. He went to Paris. He, he, I guess you guys had lunch or something. Yeah, I was waiting for a mention. You know, there was no mention on the show. Oh, you, well, you didn't pay. You, so you didn't listen to the show because there was a specific mention of him having coffee or something with you. Where was that? I thought I looked. Well, maybe I, I'd walked out of the room for a second and hadn't paused it. No, I did listen to the show. It was right at the beginning, too. So he really? Probably didn't listen to it. Yeah. That's interesting. No, I heard the whole thing. Of, I liked his theory about the, the rim. The rim is a company. Yeah, no, the theory about rim and the stock is was I was fascinated by that myself. That was quite good. Well, you should repeat it for a second so our no general listeners. Can yeah, hear what it. he says is that rim shot up like a rocket, and he says they, they that make the, they make the blackberry. A, by the way, the blackberry, yeah, the blackberry shot up like a rocket. Good earnings, all kinds of things happened that are positive, and he and he. By the way, this is what he why I like Andrew a lot, and this is what he's really good at, which is th- is thinking. Then taking it one, you know, why, you know, looking at the why from a different perspective. And he suspects that this, these numbers may be, uh, skewed and tricking people because he's thinking that if there's these big layoffs, six, seven hundred thousand a month of all these people, that many working corporations where they, where the company assigns you a Blackberry and people get addicted to the Blackberry, you get fired, they take your Blackberry away, they keep the service contract because it's, you know, it's, it's a contract, it's still lasting, but you don't have the, the, you don't get it anymore. And so you have to go out and buy another Blackberry and a new service contract and it inflates the numbers because of the turnover of people that are, you know, lo- that have lost their jobs. It made nothing but sense the way he did, explained it. Yeah, I thought it was brilliant. I, I, yeah. I, I, uh, I don't know how big the blip is, but it makes so much sense. Like, yeah. It's a huge blip. Really? Yeah, and it's just probably cool. what it is. Cool. It makes it, you know, because there's no other explanation for it. Because people lo- love the BlackBerry. They are addicted to it. People who have a BlackBerry, especially yeah. if they use it for email, they can't live without it. So they'd go off and get another one immediately, and it would help me, you know, find a job. So... I, I had to explain, and I talked about this, and I think a lot of people need to know this, especially Americans, that very few people realize that once your contract is done with your phone company and you have the phone that they've given you at a good deal because you had the long-term contract, usually you can call the carrier up or the provider, the whoever it is, the phone company, T-Mobile or Verizon, and tell them you want them to unlock the phone. Right. And they will do it. Really? Because you've already terminated. You've already paid for it, right? Your obligation's over. You have the yeah. phone. Yeah. You don't. You know. But the BlackBerry doesn't want... work that way. You've got all the services tied in. Yeah, that's true. So you just say, "Look, unlock my phone, and uh, be on my merry way." And they do. They always give you the codes. It's a little complicated. You have to punch in a lot of numbers. But the next thing you know, boom, the phone's unlocked. Okay. And now back to real news. I stepped on you earlier. I'm sorry about that. Uh, I didn't notice. <clears throat> it was a routine night on actress Demi Moore's Twitter feed. The star was in the midst of exchanging positive affirmations about the power of collective consciousness with some of her 400,000 followers on the popular microblog site when she received the tweet. I'm just wondering if anyone cares that I'm going to kill myself now. So, a long story short, uh, Demi Moore uh, stopped the suicide. 
Yeah, I, yeah, that's actually been all over the news. Another, yeah, well, John, exactly why? <laughs> and now, back to real news. I mean, do you have to make the point any more clear that that is the real news? Yeah, Demi Moore is the news. <sighs> She's got a stuff. Go ahead. I'm just saying, she gets more play from, from being Twitter. the Twitterer yeah. than anything else. I'm, you know, it's so weird. I see how she acts with Ashton. I'm going to talk about it for a minute. And she's she's kind of doing this childish type vibe because, of course, he's, I think he's he's probably 15 years younger than she is, maybe a little more. Yeah, something like that. She's, older, she's older than I am. I think she's 40, she's got to be 47, maybe. I don't know. She could be a... doesn't matter. Else? I mean, she's fucking beautiful. Um, but then, you, you know, this, Ashton, of course, is just immature, just... By age alone, but he's also, you know, he's he's a, a guy having fun in Hollywood. You know, he's making money. He's got shit going on. He's screwing to me more. But then she's got to get people won't take her serious as an actress. Not not that I wouldn't, but Hollywood won't. It's a, I think this whole thing is going to turn to a career wrecker if she doesn't watch it. Mm, maybe you mean talk about Twitter? No, it's just her whole vibe, man. You know, when she was with Bruce Willis, she actually she her whole demeanor was different. Yeah, no, there's no doubt about that. I know she's she acting, she's acting childish. Yeah, it's, it's kind of a turnoff because she is like the ultimate, the ultimate milf. For you, no, oh, dude, 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 grab the clue, man, get dude, with it, dude. dude. What are you talking about, dude? Oh. So I'm looking for the notes that we had from last week. Oh, I, we... I, I know it was on the notes. You've lost the notes. You wrote it on a no, box. No, I'm looking at, I'm looking at notes. It's, hear this, hear this, hear this noise. That's me slapping that's, the pad. That's you auto -fallatiating. So what's on the pad? I'm trying to find, you know what? I, <laughs> I know can't what find the, the notes. <laughs> no, they're in here, but they're notes from the last, you know, five months of shows. I mean, let me just read you well, some. Okay, read, we'll read some notes and we'll see if we can decipher them. Chavez helping socialist Iran-Cuba-Russia, the life-affirming podcast. <sighs> Boring. Next note. Lawrence versus Texas. Yeah, we did that, uh, yeah, Senator Lawrence. So I got. I'm trying to catch up to. Okay, to so one, I know one that that's on the list that we didn't do last week is that it it is coming. It's in the App Store. I think Apple rejected it first, but the No Agenda iPhone slash iPod Touch app is coming. Right. And and let me tell you what it includes. I, I haven't played with it myself. Let me rephrase that. Um, it has a so it's basically an app and you have a menu tabs at the bottom and it's the stream so it it taps right into the live stream uh, so you don't have to figure out what how to, how to make that work. Uh, there's a Twitter so you Twitter directly to uh, no agenda and uh, there's a d direct uh, download thingy for the podcast so you can have the offline version. I mean it's it's like a whole little wallet all you know, a whole no no agenda mm, universe in the palm of your hand. And I think it's going to be ninety nine cents. Good. Yeah, I'm. This is how it should work. People need to make money off of us. I think that's cool. And not only that, but we need to make some money off of you. You know, we do have to mention a few people who contributed uh, fifty and a hundred dollars this week. Yes. Please. And I want to also apologize. There's one guy who sent me an email because the last time I ran through this list of names. Uh, I left somebody out. He sent me an email. Of course, that was two weeks ago, and now, of course, it's in my email box, and I can't find He's going to have to send me another email. I'm sorry. Okay. But we got a bunch of interesting ones here. What's interesting to me is the uh, – we do have a few things. Uh, 
like, uh, you know, the $66.60 from Robert Aher. But generally speaking, we got a lot of $50 uh, donations. Steven Santoni, Richard uh, Chapas, uh, Mike Wilkes, Bronson Photography, uh, Chris uh, Bullock, Niven Brooks, C. Chase McCarthy, uh, Robert Anderson is good for $100. Thanks, Robert. John Matthews. Sorry. John Matthews. Then we had uh, Noel uh, Malinowski and Carrie Lutz both for 150 And Carrie, of course, is Carrie, our yeah, East, Coast East Coast Research Division. Thank you, Carrie. He gave us money. He, he decided he, he, to help he, us he, out. He, he, he works getting stories for us, and he's paying money to, for the libraries, donating. I mean, that that's unbelievable. Oh, I in, the morning. Yeah, in the morning. For he's the, the best guy. Books. Kenneth Alexander. Lois Whitman uh, sent us 100 books. She's a very famous PR woman in uh, New York City. Really? Yeah, and she uh, likes the show. And she's going to well, do well, some I was just going to say, can, can, she, uh, can she help us with some PR? I think so. God, we just oh, have to give, give her something to do. She'd be love to. Oh, that's great. Is she, uh, is she hot? Lois is hot. Oh, God, really? Oh, cool. I've always wanted yeah, a hot she's PR just woman. Right up your alley, too. Yeah, Milty? Yeah. Oh, Robert uh, Anderson, Wait, what, $100. I just want to Google her. What's her name? While you're doing those shout-outs, I want to... Lois Whitman. It would be HWH uh, Public Relations, I think, is her. Lois, Robert L-O-I-S? Yeah. Right. Hey, let me get these names out. Robert <laughs> Anderson, $100. Thank you, Robert. Now we got now we have the oddball ones. <laughs> David Vanderwall, uh, $56.66. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> it's like, like, just like, okay, great. I love that. Uh, uh, Harry Selwood, yeah, he sent us $666.66. Really? I'm not sure. Yeah. Jesus, thank you. And uh, then, of course, we got Robert. A her, who I think maybe mentioned before, for sixty six dollars and sixty cents. So there's all these six yeah, six, six six guys. Six, yeah, excellent. Uh, now that what's what's interesting to me is we mentioned people in the in the magic number eight that the Chinese lucky number. So we did get a couple of no, numerous eight dollars and eighty eight cent donations. But the curious thing is is that you know there's a thing there's a random number theory that that has everything in bunches. We had two donations in a row out of the blue and none again ever for $88.88 by Thomas Nelson and somebody named Desert Burn, um, which could be a, 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 a pseudonym or a, I don't know, but Desert Burn was the name. But they came in bang, bang. Right after another. Cool. Yeah, eighty-eight dollars and eighty-eight cents, and I'm, I, it's just like you look at the listers, you know, this, this, the, the, the Bing, Bing, and then that never again. <laughs> That's it. Nothing. But no one sent eight hundred and eighty-eight. No, nobody sent eight hundred and eighty-eight. Okay. But they'd get a special call out for sure. But anybody doesn't get mentioned when they send over fifty dollars into us, please send me an email, and I'll, this time I will put it aside yeah. and uh, get you mentioned in the next show. Hey, thank you very much, and uh, of course, this is for the uh, No Agenda Library slash Winery. We haven't actually done anything with the money yet. But, but there's somebody that suggested that we expand this winery, library, and something else. Oh. Armory. Armory. <laughs> yeah, I like it. <laughs> armory. <laughs> winery, library, armory. <laughs> done. Uh, we'll make it so. Of course, you can also help just by uh, giving us some link juice, twittering about us. Uh, tell a friend. That's even better. Tell a friend. Turn them on to the show.
And it's uh, you go to uh, Dvorak.org slash N-A. Or NoAgendaLibrary.com. Or NoAgendaLibrary.com. And you can that'll link you to the uh, PayPal site. And you can, uh, or you can, I'll, I'll put up some addresses where you can mail stuff if you, some people hate PayPal and with, you know, some justification. Um, and we're also going to add Amazon and some other. Oh, you're going to add some other uh, pay collection services. Is that what you're going to call collection them? Service. Collection, collection services. Agencies. I don't like that. <laughs> I don't like the sound of that. Right. Hello, it's the No Agenda Collection Agency. Uh, we hear you got a donation for the armory. <laughs> <laughs> the armory. I like the armory idea. I think the armory is even better. Than, yeah, we, maybe we should just go with that. Because I mean, we can load up with guns. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we could like get like ammo and shit. And we'll also we'll also just take gun donations. It doesn't have to be money. <laughs> just send us yeah, some, just mail some us hardware. Guns. Yeah, that's it. We're working. Take guns off the street. Put them in our armory. <laughs> It'll be cool, everybody. I promise Shadow you. Puppet Theater. Bloomberg came out with a report uh, earlier this week. Um, regarding the shadow puppet theater of uh, that is the administration. Uh, of course, there's a total transparency involved, so that's why we have to bring it to you, courtesy of Bloomberg. Uh, and this is uh, about money uh, that people are making. Uh, Lawrence Summers, who, of course, is director of President Obama's National Economic Council, earned more than $2.7 million in speaking fees from companies such as Bank of America, <laughs> Citigroup, Goldman Sachs. What a coincidence. Gee, uh, you wonder. You wonder how that works. Uh, Summary, Treasury Secretary under former President Bill Clinton spoke to Citigroup Goldman Lehman Brothers Holdings uh, last year even. I mean, so this is is very recent. And then we have uh, Chief of Staff Rahm Emanuel. Uh, Let's see. He he listed holdings of less than $1,000 in shares of AIG. (laughs) But he still had shares of AIG. His wife, Maybe he's hoping it's going to make a comeback. His wife bought between $1,000 and $15,000 worth of AIG stock in August. And this is... Uh, that was a blunder. Yeah, and that was 2007. So I bet you they did make money on it. Uh, let's see. Valerie Jarrett, senior advisor to Obama, who I've never heard of, but she's a close friend from Chicago, sold shares she owned in CME, Caterpillar... <laughs> Hewlett-Packard, Intel, Sony, General Mills, General Dynamics Corp, Costco. And this is a fantastic article right down to David Axelrod, chief strategist. He's, he's really the PR guy. He's the uh, Goebbels of, uh, of the administration. Uh, senior advisor to the president now, of course, received $1.5 million in salary and partnership income from public affairs firms. And he agreed to buyouts that will pay him another $3 million over five years. So that's current. I mean, it's just it's crazy. Everyone's just making money. Everyone but us. Well, yeah. of course, we, you know, we're, we're the armory. It's the way to go. You know, it's the it's the honest way to do it. It's just uh, just amazing. Dvorak.org slash na. Anyway, Here, a technical thing that that blew me away, and I don't know if it works in the states, but it's called the eye plate, and. Uh, it's a, it's literally a plate you put over your existing phone jack if you have ADSL, and it can boost your ADSL connection by 60%, the speed or throughput. Sounds like a scam. Well, that's what I thought, but BT is actually advising people to buy it. It costs like 10 pounds, and what it does is it, uh, 
it isolates the bell wire. Because the way I think the way at least British Telecom works, but maybe many ISPs with ADSL is if you have if you have like a crappy connection, because basically just phone lines, you know, copper wires. If it's uh, crackly or whatever, there's an auto throttle that starts to kick in so that it tries to give you a continuous smooth performance. But if you apparently isolate the bell wire or whatever that is. That's probably that's well. In the old systems, you had three wires. You had a, uh, you know, just a regular positive negative, and then you had the third wire, which was I think green, and it was it sent a huge voltage to ring the bell specifically. Right. That's like 40, that has 40 been changed. Volts. Yeah. That the, the, now it's all twisted pair. You don't have a bell wire anymore in any system, in, at least at least in my neighborhood. And but there used to be. What was funny about the bell wire? You is could really get sent, shocked from that if you were if you're like hooking up a phone. You could get a jolt, yeah. and So you could set some, you know, put it on somebody, you know, have somebody grab it and then call the number, and they yeah. get a, they get knocked on <laughs> hey, their ass. Hey, that's cool. <laughs> Do that often, Johnny? <laughs> it's DC. It's not going to hurt anybody. Uh, so anyway, well, I'm, I'm going to order one. Who knows? It might work. What, what do you need? Do you have DSL? Yeah. Oh, okay. Because it might uh, work. I, I, oh, probably which for ten pounds, you know. Yeah, hey. yeah. How can you go wrong, right? No, I still can't get uh, a Virgin. Uh, we I don't even get me started on it. I, I want to get that that fifty megabit uh, service from uh, from Virgin, but they can't seem to connect with them. They keep promising to call me, and then I call back, and there's no one there. It's screwed. So somebody sent us a joke. Okay. It's kind of a long joke. I'm, I'm reluctant, but I'll read it. It's, you know, this comes from Tracy Taylor. Uh, the joke is, has a title. It shows you that it's like it's almost a shaggy dog story, but not quite. On a Saturday afternoon, the joke is called St. Pelosi. On a Saturday afternoon in Washington, D.C., House Speaker Nancy Pelosi's aide visited the Cardinal of the Catholic Cathedral. He told the Cardinal that Nancy Pelosi would be attending the next day's sermon, and he asked if the Cardinal would be kind, kindly point out Pelosi to the congregation and say a few words that would include calling Pelosi a saint. <laughs> the cardinal replied, no, I don't really like the woman, and there are issues of conflict with the Catholic Church over certain of Pelosi's views. Pelosi's aide then said, look. <laughs> Listen, look, let me be clear look, I'll here. I'll write a check here and now for a donation of $100,000 to your church if you'll just tell the congregation you see Pelosi as a saint. Wait, this is a joke? You sure this is not a, an AP Newswire story? <laughs> the cardinal thought about it and said, well, the church can use the money, so I'll work your request into tomorrow's sermon. As Pelosi's aide promised, House Speaker Pelosi appeared for the Sunday sermon and seated herself prominently at the edge of the main aisle. And during the sermon, as promised, the cardinal pointed out that House Speaker Pelosi was president, then went on to explain to the congregation, quote, well, Speaker, Pelosi, Sp Speaker Pelosi's presence is probably an honor to some. She is not my favorite person. Some of her views are contrary to those of the church, and she tends to flip-flop over many other views. Nancy Pelosi is a petty, self-absorbed hypocrite, a thumbsucker, and a nitwit. Nancy Pelosi is also a serial liar, a cheat, and a thief. Nancy Pelosi is the worst example of a Catholic I have personally witnessed. She married for money and is using it to lie to the American people. She also has a reputation for shirking her re representative obligations both in Washington and in California. She is simply not to be trusted. The Cardinal com completed his view of Pelosi with, but when compared to Senators Ted Kennedy, Harry Reid, and John Kerry, Nancy Pelosi is a saint. <laughs> kind of uh, that's cool. Long that way one. to nah, go. That was worth it. That was good. I don't know. I need shorter material. I'm not good with the long jokes. 
Send me shorter material. New research out of Spain suggests that THC, the active ingredient in marijuana, appears to prompt the death of brain cancer cells. They've uh, been doing tests on mice and not just brain cancer cells, but uh, they've uh, modified these mice to have you know complete human properties, however that works. <laughs> they talk. Yeah, <laughs> they're actually doing this show, and uh, and uh, so they've been uh, injecting THC into them, the active ingredient in marijuana, and it, and it is killing. And let me see the quote here. Uh, it appears to kill cancer cells while it does not affect normal cells. No wonder these guys outlawed that shit. The pharmaceutical industry and the entire cancer industry would crumble if we found out that marijuana actually cures cancer. Well, that would be interesting. I think this needs more looking into. And luckily, uh, right on the heels of that, uh, interesting combination. Talk about the odd couple. Uh, Congressman Ron Paul, but also Barney Frank, together introduce a bill to legalize industrial hemp, which is, of course, completely well, that should have been done years good. ago. Yeah, absolutely. Um, there's so much that can be done with hemp. What an ama- And particularly paper is a good one. Because that's why yeah, I got out a lot in the first place. Do it. it's, a, it's, a, it's an amazing product, and it's not uh, of the. It's not the. It doesn't produce a uh, intoxicating uh, bud, <laughs> which I mean, is which is kind of a bummer. But on the other hand, yeah, you can use it for a lot of stuff. It's uh, and it should be legalized. It's crazy. Well, they made it illegal. I don't know why they made. It. I think they made it illegal because it's so hard to tell it and dust that hemp from the pot plant. Uh, I mean, it's the same plant, basically, but one is bred differently. Mm-hmm. Well, the, you know, the story, well, we've all seen the, the documentaries, and you know, the, the, as far as I can see, the, the reason it stopped is because, uh, what's his face, the publisher, Hearst, he, uh, <clears throat> all these Mexicans were competing with his paper uh, mills, and they were competing with uh, hemp, using that for paper, and so then he started publishing in all his newspapers. These fucking Mexicans are whacked out on weed. We got to get rid of both of them. Get rid of the Mexicans and the weed. Yeah, that's the way they used to do marketing back then. <laughs> Crackpot get Mexicans. Yeah, not that, but they still do marketing like this. I mean, it's the old <laughs> yeah, get the right. legislature to like pass a law. I was watching this thing on great scenic railway journeys. It was in a PBS special. They had a whole they had a series of these, and I loved riding old trains around and. Um, and I noticed that in a couple of places where this train wouldn't even exist anymore, they, you know, they were some hot shots, some, uh, some, you know, do-gooders went to the state legislature to have them pass certain kinds of laws to allow the train to take over these certain tracks and then, you know, get certain tax benefits. And that's, you know, the way marketing used to always be done is yeah, if you can get right. the state lawmakers to do stuff for you, you know, you yeah. can make, you can make some change there. And, and Hearst was a master of it. Someone's uh, impersonating me at noagendadrop.com. It's funny. It's like AC says, I'm baked. (laughs) (laughs) I'm baked. baked. Speaking of baked, uh, President Barack Obama brushed off a question about legalizing marijuana in his online town hall last month. Uh, But now we have a a new supporter. Who knew Carlos Santana smoked weed? But apparently he does. Wait a minute. Wait, hold on a second. (laughs) Are you telling me? You're not talking about the guitar player. Yes. Can you well, hold on it? a second? You're telling me that he is—he smokes—he smoked weed. Oh, Holy yeah. shit! Hey, yeah. 
Really? Yeah. Hold on, let me get a pen, pencil. You need to write that one. Down. I'll send you the link. No worries. You can all find the link. Yeah, send me the link because <laughs> I find it hard to believe that a musician that would actually would, be would be smoking weed. Yeah, huh? Especially one from the '60s. You can find it at uh, noagenda.mebio.com. By the way, I think that interlude thing I do, I think it's it. I'm gonna not this next one, but the one after this, I'm gonna do a tribute to uh, Hawaii and the Big Island because I noticed it. Good one. Because they because it has a there's a certain hippie quality to these songs. I I, I realize I'm thinking, geez, I'm, you know, this stuff is a little too. Uh, you know, it's like a something you throw together in the late '60s no, for that, the that's big the whole island. Point, John, is that that radio is no longer being made. There is no. I know love it is. I know that. it's what People I'm I, doing it. When I'm producing this thing, I am thinking in those terms and saying, you know, people don't listen to this stuff anymore. They don't program it anymore. There's a lot of good material that's been forgotten uh, that's still good. I mean, the, the, the thing that's interesting to me is that there's a lot of music from, and actually I go back to the late 50s with some of this stuff, uh, from the late 50s on to the present, there's a lot of material that that holds up. To an extreme. I mean, oh, you could listen to it as though it was yeah. done yesterday. Yeah. Well, but but you know, even take well, recent, it, recently, uh, Spandau Ballet announced that they were reforming and going back on the road. And of course, it's probably because they're broke. And I, and I support that. Regardless, I think it's great that they're going to go out on the road. But when you think about it, I was playing Muscle Bound from Spandau Ballet, which is before True, which was their big hit. And then they got Gold and all those other songs. And then, of course, they became Uncool. I was playing that in 1982. So how long ago was that? It's like it's almost 30 years, man. Right. And, and you know, it's amazing how much stuff holds up. And usually the stuff that holds up the best is just really good rock and roll. Oh, yeah. I think I need to uh, also automate the... Uh, would it be cool if I could automate the no agenda chat so you could have different voices and it would just speak it for a little while? <laughs> You know, because I, I just come in all the time like I'm baked. I just popped a Vicodin. <laughs> I'm baked. Puff, puff, pass. <laughs> From Gitmo Nation uh, South in uh, Italy, if uh, and it's not been. I don't think it's started yet, but uh, there's a huge uproar. Has uh, Silvio Berlusconi, who uh, is of course completely uh, licking at the taint of the uh, world's elite. Uh, now they have two types of bus service in Italy. There's the uh, the bus service if you are just visiting, i.e. an immigrant, or if you're a resident, you have to take a different bus service. Yeah, a little, uh, that's funny. <laughs> yeah. A little, little uh, racism there, you I guess. Think? <laughs> just you think? You get this is not the bus for you. So they have to, have to I got I to gotta talk to my sister about this. She, she'll give me the lowdown on that. She, she, so me. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, please. No. Well, no. I was going to say that no. you know, she, she of course listens to the show Willow, who lives in uh, in Italy. And Hi, she, Willow. Yeah, and she tells me all the time about all this crazy shit that's going on there. You know, our husband's also in the in the movie business. Now, imagine in in Italy or movie and television and theater, even you're either. Hey, we need to get a bit part. Oh, that'll be easy. Oh yeah. Oh, that'll be easy. But we have to go to Italy. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, gee. Not to, not to Italy. <laughs> but so you're either, uh, you either work for Berlusconi or you work for the other mob. I mean, it's like there's no, there's no in between. And the way, you know, you think 
movie deals and how their finance are weird in America. Oh man, Italy is is awesome. That's the fun. She has the funniest stories. So uh, yeah, I can I can get us a bit part. Yeah, I need a bit part. I need a walk on. I got. So, you, uh, I, I before before I forget, I got you hooked up uh, for Queen's Day. Uh, are you going by yourself? Are you taking Mimi? No, no. There's a group that's. I'm going over to visit a corporation. But no, but no wives. It's cone of silence. Guys club. Yeah, cone of silence. No. Yeah. Okay. Right? No wives. Uh, I've got you. Uh, I've got you into the hottest party of uh, of the of the entire Queen's Day. Huh. And uh, I'll just give you the title of the party because I don't think anyone knows yet. Um, the title of so the, you know, these parties have names. Uh, the the name of this party is. No sex in the champagne room, <laughs> which is a callback to a, a Chris Rock uh, ditty that yep. he had on one of his. Uh, yeah. So I uh, I, th- I thought you'd appreciate that, <clears throat> and I'm talking yeah, that's like very funny. You know, so uh, those those models I was hanging out with. Yeah, you'll be hanging out with them. Okay, good. And but you have to promise to take pictures. Oh, you're talking to me because <laughs> I look like a goof in there with taking with taking photos. I'll have to bring the little. I have a little red camera that's pretty. It'll be expect. so funny. It'll be like, where's Waldo? <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> I'll make sure to wear the red striped top. <laughs> like, the hell is this old guy doing uh, like here? A hundred beautiful people <laughs> and John. Yeah, no man, no. you're beautiful. You're a beautiful person. Oh uh, yeah, right. You're baked. So uh, <laughs> yes, it's all true. So here's the deal. So I'm so now they've moved like the G20s over and they riot stopped and now they moved some some event to France and the French when they protest they burn down the place. Yes. Uh, so well they went to uh, Strasbourg, which of course there's the bridge there between France and Germany. It's all the symbolic shit. They have a you know imagine having Washington D.C. and then having Colorado. You know, that's kind of the same thing. It's like that's where the government also meets. So, yeah. And the French so burn the shit French down. Don't, they, they don't, you know, these guys are serious. They There's this huge, huge building they just burned burn to the town. ground. Yeah. But you, very little coverage of that. Nothing like the, uh, like the protests. In, in I only saw it. It's funny because they showed all those British protests, you know, here and there, but, in, you know, not with a lot of fanfare. But this thing was almost suppressed. Well, where was Katie Couric? Wasn't she there? Were all the anchor anchor men and women there? I guess it wasn't on the list of things you can you can you know they they are allowed to attend, mm-hmm. knowing that the French will go crazy. Yeah, you got to love the French for that. You really do. Yeah, there's a bunch of right now. I got to get to the details on this, but right now there's a bunch of wine terrorism going on in France. <laughs> What's that? Well, there's a there's a group, and they you know they wear the masks and they they hijack. Uh, they're, they represent the wine growing areas of France, and apparently a lot of cheap plunk is coming in from Spain and elsewhere to feed the French market and screw the French wine growers. And so they hijack these these tankers, you know, with really? you know strong arm them, you know, pull them aside with you know, I guess guns, and throw the guy out of the tanker, and then go drive it over to a sewer, and then open the valves. Wow! Oh, what a travesty! <laughs> well, they're you know opening the valves of the you know the Spanish wine they don't want into the country. Yeah, but still, that's and, a travesty. Yeah, horrible. the wine's probably not that good, is my guess. <laughs> Screw it. Screw <laughs> their <laughs> wine. Yeah, whatever. Screw the Spanish. They're not shit. giving them the good stuff. <laughs> so, uh, but the French, of course, you know they are known. It, it, it's been a couple hundred years, but they are known for cutting people's heads off in public office. So, you know, I'm I'm counting on them. 
Yeah, they do the they do it uh they definitely don't put up with a lot of crap the way the Brits do. But it was also noticeable, I'm looking at the front page of the Financial Times, Barack Obama and uh, Nicolas Sarkozy, and of course Michelle and the lovely Carla, Carla Bruni, and they're just standing in the middle of the street. You know, whenever Obama's anywhere else, uh, where obviously where the, where the fake show was going on, then there's a security and you know a million limos, and now they're just on the street, just looking, just looking around. Hey, welcome to Strasburg. Yeah. Maybe they're holograms. Oh, please. Nah. Well, anyway. Hey, um, we uh, even though it is uh, top of the real news, the space wars continue as North Korea. Um, this is a dispute now. North Korea says it successfully launched their satellite into orbit. And uh, I believe the U.S. Defense Department is saying, no, 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 it didn't. It, it, the, the, the payload part crashed into the ocean, so uh, it, they didn't make it. And Japan uh, had threatened to blow it out of the sky and then blow up North Korea, so none of that happened. Somebody sent us a note saying that the uh, uh, the side of the Patriot missiles had stenciled on them, uh, you know, inactive or not, you know, work. So I forgot what the term was, but of course the Japanese didn't see it because like it was a, in English. A, uh, like a use-by date? It, no, it was a, these these were, weren't real. These they had no warheads. I mean, they were just duds. They were like test, you know, bombs. What the the, the North Koreans? No, the the Japanese. No, the Japanese. Stuff? The yeah. Japanese had a bunch of patriots that were apparently just, you know, just test props, 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 yeah. props. That's yeah. the word. Yeah. But it still had the stencil on the thing, you know, basically prop. You know, <laughs> Department of MG. You know, prop <laughs> owned by prop MGM. department, MGM prop department. <laughs> you know, please return <laughs> if if found. <laughs> Ah, uh, yes. Okay. You have to dig that story up and post it. So when do you leave? Um, you, don't, you don't leave for a while. No, I leave first. Okay, we'll, we'll figure that out behind the scenes. I'm leaving on uh, Wednesday morning. Right, but you're going, you're going up to Gitmo Nation uh, Northwest. Right, and then uh, I'll be back. Uh, but, I, you know, I'll be up there. So I, I don't know. You're going to be gone over the for Sunday, too? Well, you know, if, if we're going on holiday, and if you know, if we're only leaving Thursday, yeah, I hope to still be somewhere else with Sunday. Okay. But but, I, but, I can, sure. but I can do the Sunday show no problem at all because I'm just saying it's like I'd rather do it on Wednesday because it's just kind of weird if we're you know first day of vacation and and there's there's Dad <laughs> setting the shit up. There he is talking all that crazy crap. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. I think it's going to be more problematic when I'm in Amsterdam. Well, it all depends on the. Uh, uh, on, what, do you know where you're staying? Uh, not yet. Okay, when you I do know, but I don't have it in front okay. of me. Okay, well, when you, when you know, let me know because I can find out about the broadband situation. But right. it, it would—I mean, it would be cool if you could participate. And so, no. Sunday is the second of May, then I think. First, second, no, maybe it's uh, even the third. I don't know. Yeah, I'm leaving on the Saturday, and so I'll be there. Uh, probably to do. I don't know. We'll right. see. Well, we'll work it out. And then just uh, finally, last thing I have on my list: um, Have you heard of the U.S. National Ignition Facility? No. What is it? <laughs> uh, this is the uh, American version of the Large Hadron Collider, although it is, it oh. appears to be something completely different. But the lab will kickstart a reaction uh, to demonstrate nuclear fusion 
by focusing 192 giant laser beams on a tiny pellet of hydrogen fuel. I no, don't this I don't is probably a, a, a fusion experiment. They're uh, trying to, you know, find some way. To, they've been trying to do this since I was a kid, make uh, nu- uh, nuclear uh, fusion work as an energy source. What is the basic principle of nuclear nuclear fusion? Uh, it's that when you take and you uh, you know with, uh, with fission, of course, you have a, these atoms they blow apart and then they produce well, what energy. Do we, what do we have really... now? We have nuclear energy. What process? Yeah, but it's is just that? it's fission, fission, which that, means that's just that you explosion, just blow up shit. That's what it would be if it wasn't in the reactor, right? right. But it just heats <laughs> yeah. up and it boils the water, and the water turns into steam generator. But it leaves a bunch of crap behind. With fusion, where you fuse fuse uh, hydrogen together, you don't have radiation involved it just you oh, end up with okay. you know some gas and but it creates even more heat but unfortunately it creates so much that it's part it is un, they haven't been able to control it and that's why there's always this belief that maybe there's some way of doing cold fusion mm-hmm. um it would be the solution to everything but um well it would be a, it would be the energy source that would be amazing if it could ever be done i i and that's great but i i just don't like that name I think it's a bad marketing fusion. No, the United States National Ignition Facility. You know, it's like, all right, you know, are you going to ignite us? Yeah, I know it doesn't sound good. It's a stupid name. They like shouldn't it. have named it that. They're idiots. <laughs> Anything else on your list, Johnny Boy? I'm done. I'm sure there's something on the list, but I can't. But I can't find the list. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll get to it on uh, next time, which will be Wednesday or Thursday. We'll find out for sure later this week. Yeah. So, uh, again, thank you for all of your donations for the No Agenda Armory. Don't forget to change the page, John. And, of course, we have to keep the N.A. link in there. Right, org slash N.A. Right, but it stands for nothing. Well, National Armory? No, it stands for No Agenda is what it stands for. Yeah, that's but true. Could say National Armory. <laughs> it's not the National Armory. It's our private armory. Yeah. Yeah, we'll have a we'll have a variety of guns and cold cuts, <laughs> and meats, and meats, guns and cold cuts. <laughs> Patricia went to the um, uh, Madame Tussaud. Oh yeah, there's supposed to be an Obama thing there that everybody is lining up to have their picture taken. Well, with. Uh, it's funny because uh, so uh, there's the wax museum for the, anybody. That's yeah, so the, the wax museum, which is basically, it's kind of a. It used to be only dignitaries, and it was the thing you had. It was only in London at the time, and now they're everywhere, and now it's kind of like a hard rock cafe vibe. But what they do is in each individual country, whoever's, you know, the hot TV star, singer du jour, they are then, they have this honor bestowed upon them, which of course is, it's, it's only to get people to come to the museum. So it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy. But these wax figures that they're making have changed so drastically over the years. So the guy who's hosting Holland's Got Talent, the show that uh, Patricia is a judge on, they're making a wax figure of him. And, and they do that at Madame Tussauds in London. So uh, he came over and Patricia and, you know, had lunch and then she went over to the museum. But all these figures now, they're, um, Obama's ears, you can, first of all, you can touch them now. There was a time when you weren't allowed to, to, to touch them because they were really made of wax that wax. could disintegrate. And, yeah. uh, and now you can stand next to them, you can hold them, you can touch them. And Obama's ears are made of a kind of latex and you can wiggle them. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> And uh, yeah, it's funny. And you can um, uh, Brad Pitt 
his uh, bum is uh, squeezable. Wasn't that it, hon? Yeah, I squeezed it. Of course you did. She, she squeezed it. <laughs> she squeezed it. <laughs> so, How come she doesn't have a wax figure? Oh, God. You know, if if I could buy her one, I'd do that. Because, of so course, it's, it's frustrating. Of course she should have one. She should have multiple. So what's the... Uh, uh, what Have you gone there and looked at these images? Because most of them don't even look like the person. No, they, they're pretty bad. I think, that in general, they're pretty poor. Uh, yeah. Some of them look okay, you know, but we've ha- we have so much imagery these days. You can imagine where twenty years ago or thirty years ago, you know, you saw a picture from time to time of someone, but we, there was no internet, and now you know we know exactly what people look like who are famous, and, and we look like what they look like in the morning, uh, when they look like shit, when they have their makeup on, we know their cellulite, you know, all of that, and so that automatically makes it tougher. Hmm. All right, well, it's a place to, I'm going to visit it next time I'm in town. i got to get to London. I think now's the time to go. Well, let's just try and coordinate so I don't have a board meeting when you come over. <laughs> hey. <laughs> you know, I, you don't know, bring up hold, the hold, fact hold, that hold. the idea of the Queen's Day visit was not mine. Yeah, yeah. What did you say, hon? I wanted to say uh, Will Smith's ears are flappable. Oh, I thought, no, I thought it was uh, Obama's ears. No, uh, Will Smith's. But they're going to do uh, the next new... Uh, Figures are going to have flappable ears. So people will. Because people. Talk. Oh, I thought it was Obama. It was Will Smith, the same guy. Well, was it Will Smith have ears? <laughs> it's the same. It's the same guy. Same mold. Same mold. <laughs> same mold. Yeah. All right. Uh, on that note, in the Crackpot Command Center in the southwest quadrant of uh, Gitmo Nation East, I'm Adam Curry. And here from Silicon Valley North, also Gitmo Nation West, I'm doing dual service here. I'm John C. Dvorak. And we will talk to you again sometime this week on No Agenda.